G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus promised us his complete and perfect and abundant joy. Problem is, there are so many things that want to rob us of that joy. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today, as we close out this series called It's Time to Start Enjoying Your Life, we're going to talk about, well, your life. Because with all my heart, I believe that today, God wants to pour His joy out over you in such abundance that words can't describe. So let's head into His Word, and please stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be also telling you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you enter into the joy of the Lord day after day as He speaks His Word, His love, His power, His peace, His encouragement into your life. I'm not sure what you're doing today or what you have planned for the next half hour or so, but right now I want to encourage you to spend some time with me because this week on the program we're going to look at what it is to live a life of joy. And I truly believe that it's no coincidence that you and I are together right now. I know at least one person who doesn't want you to hear what God has to say about joy today because it could transform your life. And that's the last thing the devil wants for you. There's real power in God's word, real power. So why don't you join me in this last program in a series that I've called It's Time to Start Enjoying My Life. Joy can be a difficult concept to come to grips with. Most people in their lives have pressures and strains and some relationships that hurt, perhaps some money problems. I had an email recently from a woman who'd been in a difficult situation for a number of years. And as much as she'd prayed, God simply hadn't changed the situation. We all have stuff in our lives and somehow that stuff seems to rob us of our joy. And we seem powerless to do anything about it. You know, we can look right across every part of our lives and, and things may be going really well everywhere except in this one little area. Maybe our health's great, maybe family's good, work's all good, except we have money worries. Or everything's good except this teenager in our family is giving us grief. You know what I mean. My point is that each one of us can point to something in our life today and say, see, that's why I don't have any joy in my life. Today, as I said, we're looking at the last message in a series of four programs called It's Time to Start Enjoying My Life. This message is a rather hits the road message. It's about living the life of joy. This half hour may be one of the best investments in your life that you ever make. Over the last three weeks, we've been joining the Apostle Paul in his Roman dungeon on death row. And he wrote a letter to his friends, the Philippians. It's a book in the New Testament. 
only a few pages long. It's a letter of, of great encouragement, encouraging them in their faith. And the central theme, the whole point of this letter, is about joy, that deep, abiding joy that Jesus promised and died to give us. And yes, I know that can be hard to come to grips with when we have something in our lives that seems to be robbing us of joy. Last week, I shared with you the promises that Jesus made on his last night with his disciples before he was crucified, the promises he made about joy. Now, let's just go there again and read them and and let the Spirit of God write those promises on our hearts today. On that last evening together with his disciples before he was to be crucified, he talks so much about joy. What an odd time and place to do that. He's about to die. He's, his disciples are afraid. And Jesus talks about joy. Have a listen. John fifteen eleven. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And again, John chapter 16, beginning at verse 20, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve But your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time's come. But when the baby's born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So it'll be with you. Now is your time for grief. But I will see you again and you will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you haven't asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. And in his final prayer before he's crucified, he prays, Father, I'm coming to you now, but I say all these things while I'm still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. See, Jesus is talking about joy, not about the sort of warm and fuzzy we get when we go to the shop and buy some nice new thing. There's a clear distinction between the happiness of this world and the joy of the Lord. And as if to draw a clear line between the two, he talks so much about the joy of God so close to his brutal crucifixion. And you know, it's interesting, in the same way, Paul talks about joy in the midst of his sorrows, as if to underscore the point that Jesus was making, that the joy of the Lord isn't something that depends on on our circumstances. Have a listen to the very human words of Paul from his letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, beginning at verse 25. It's really a very human letter. He says, I think it's necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to care for my needs. He longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was sick. Indeed, he was. He almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but me too, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I'm all the more eager to send him to you, so that when you see him again, you may be glad and may have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and and honour men like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you couldn't give me. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. See, I I love this passage. Paul's a guy, he's in jail, he's got friends he's writing to, he has this friend Epaphroditus who almost died, but God spared the man's life and spared Paul sorrow upon sorrow. You know, it's easy to idealise Paul and think, wow, you know, this guy wrote almost half of the New Testament. 
But in his life, he had sorrow upon sorrow. People tried to kill him. There were riots when he preached. He had disappointments when he was prevented from going to places he wanted to go. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. Now he's imprisoned on death row. People are taunting him. Other Christians. This man, this man had sorrow after sorrow. And yet still he writes, rejoice in the Lord, my brothers. I think God's trying to tell us something through Paul. That our circumstances are no excuse for not experiencing God's joy. But how do we overcome those? Well, we're going to take a look at what God has to say about that after this short break. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw ever closer to God. It's called Fresh a short daily devotional, a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1300 722 415. So go ahead, sign up to receive Fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. Now, sorrows can run deep in our lives. That's why we're spending some time today entering into the joy that lay on Paul's heart. And yet, despite all the things that the world threw at him, he seemed to have this this resilient joy in his heart. A joy that wasn't just enough for him, but more than enough. a, A joy that overflowed out of him into the lives of others. And it's that overflow that we're going to spend some time in now because I think... God means for that joy to enter our hearts. Now let's pick up here with Paul in the dungeon and look at what it means to live a life of joy. The passage we're about to look at is perhaps one that you know really well. This passage is about making the rubber hit the road. This passage tells us how it is that we can have the joy of the Lord no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. This passage is a jewel. Open your Bible. Come with me to Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. Come, let's have a read. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's a wondrous passage, just four little verses. We're going to look at each one separately now. Really unpack this. You know, I think the more familiar we are with a passage, well, the more we kind of just skim over it. Oh yeah, I know that one. I've, I've read it before. Well, let's not do that this time. 
Let's see what the Holy Spirit is saying to each one of us here in his word. Let's look at the first verse, Philippians 4, chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Have you ever wondered about the difference between the two words joy on the one hand and rejoice on the other? Well, joy is the thing that Jesus bought for us on the cross. Joy is the thing that Jesus wants to give us. But rejoicing is what we do with that joy, when we enter into that joy, when we take the decision that says, yes, his promise is for me. You know something? I am going to live in that joy and I am going to rejoice. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to thank him. See, this verse is the punchline of the whole book of Philippians. It's what Paul is saying in a nutshell from his dungeon. I am going to enter into God's joy always, in all circumstances. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I am deciding right here and right now that I am going to live a life of joy always. And just in case we missed it, he says it twice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Wake up. Jesus' promise of joy is for you and for me. But how do we rejoice? Well, the next verse opens the door to joy. It's a verse about humility. We talked last week on the program about how our sin, particularly the sin of pride and and, and scheming, all that stuff we know is wrong, robs us of the joy of the Lord. Verse 5, chapter 4 of Philippians, Paul writes, Let your gentleness be known to all, for the Lord is near. The Greek word that sits at the back of that word gentleness means moderation and patience. It's a word of humility. No humility, no joy. We go racing round full of ourselves, self-centred, self-seeking, self-absorbed, treading on people to achieve our ends. There can be no joy in that. Come on. If we have Jesus in us, the Lord is near. There's fruit that comes out of that. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Let that fruit grow. Why? Because Jesus is in this place. It's time to let the Spirit of God have sway in our lives. Complete control. Because he's arrived. If we don't get this bit, this bit is about obedience. There will be no joy. I can't live my life my way and then expect Jesus to show up and bless me with his joy. Oh, okay, okay, Bernie. I hear you thinking to yourself, but how do I live in that joy when there are so many things out there that want to rob me of the joy? I can hear the theory, the joy of the Lord doesn't depend on my circumstances, but how do I actually live that? How, how do I actually experience that? Well, the next verse tells us, verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. I don't know, it seems too simple to be true. Take it to God in prayer, ask him and thank him. Present your request to God. See, the temptation is to look for a solution everywhere else other than with God. You know, when I get up in the morning, my normal routine, I get up reasonably early, and my first thing is after I have a shower, a cup of tea, I sit down with the Lord and I pray and I read the word and just spend time with him. You know what the temptation is? The temptation is to go and check my emails and and see who's emailed me from around the world. See, this is where the rubber hits the road. 
We need to take our lives to God first. Any problem, any issue, any need, don't be anxious about it. Don't run around in a flap about it. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, take your request to God. Let's say your husband or your wife is going through a difficult patch. They've got a blind spot. They can't see it, but you can. And so it's affecting your relationship. It's affecting both of you. But every time you talk about it, it ends up in an argument. What do you do? Give them the cold and silent treatment? Go and talk to a friend? Just try and sweep it under the carpet? Or every day do you spend time with the Lord? God, thank you for putting me in this position. Lord, thank you so much that I can pray. And thank you that I can be faithful to my wife or my husband and just love them through this. Lord, give me the strength and the wisdom. Give me the gentleness. Show me how I can change. Lord, bless my wife. Lord, bless my husband. Open their heart by your spirit. You get the point. Every day, faithfully giving thanks, rejoicing that the Lord is in that place with you. And then, then the answer comes. Here it is. Here God tells us how it is that we can live in his joy despite what's going on. Verse 7 and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, the joy and the peace of God are not something you and I conjure up. They're not something that, that we fabricate. They're not positive thinking. They're not some clever double think where on the one hand I have troubles over here and on the other I trick my mind and emotions into a state of joy. None of those things. The peace and the joy of God are his gift to us. The Spirit of God comes and places his angels around our heart so that the pains and the fears that were piercing pierce it no longer. How does that happen? Paul says, I don't know. It transcends all human understanding. It's beyond human comprehension. But what I can tell you is that when we decide to take God at his word, it just happens. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all because Jesus is here. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, take your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. It's just how it works. Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. So I want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. There are times in life when it seems as though laying hold of the joy of the Lord is pretty much impossible, and yet it's precisely in those times that we need His joy, and it's precisely in those times that God wants to give you His joy. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called How to Enjoy Your Life. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you truly live in the joy of the Lord day by day. And indeed, at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your free copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. 
Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1300 722 415. Wow, isn't God's word powerful and wonderful? The, the truth is often so simple. And you and I know when we hear the truth of God's word, it just, well, it rings true in our hearts. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say it rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all, for the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, take your request to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. But here's so often what happens. We hear the truth, and it rings in our hearts, And inside we say, yes, yes, this is what I've been looking for. And tonight we go to bed and tomorrow we face the same old problems and issues and fears and anxieties that gnaw away in our heads. You see, it it takes time to change our minds. It takes time to renew our minds. And it's when our mind is renewed that God changes our lives. That's what Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. He writes that we would be transformed by the renewing of our minds. See, we need to change our minds from the old way of thinking. Oh, there's no way out. Jesus' promise of joy isn't for me. Things are never going to change. To the new way of thinking. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know what I'm talking about, right? You hear this message, you get fired up, you say, yes, it's for me. And then all of a sudden, reality sinks in and... and And it's like the message evaporates. It's like, I I can't can't change anything. So how do we step into this new way of thinking? How do we live life in faith according to the word of God? How do we take the joy that Jesus promised us? Well, just in the next few verses in Philippians, the Holy Spirit tells us. He tells us how to stop these attacks in our mind. Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure or lovely or admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. In in other words, think about the good things from God. Thinking is how our mind spends its time. Think about it again. Thinking is about how our mind spends its time, where it goes, what it does. And it's easy to keep going round and round and round the same old mulberry bush, especially when we have something in our lives that's eating away at us. What I've decided to do in those circumstances is to take God at his word. I'm just not going to let my mind go there. You know, my mind is capable of grumbling and complaining and and blaming people and thinking ill of them. I can get angry and wallow in self-pity. And when I feel my mind going there, I decide, no, I'm just not going there. I'm going to think about Jesus. I'm going to think about the wonderful things he's done for me in my life. I'm going to think about that scripture verse the Holy Spirit laid on my heart yesterday. There's no sense in the peace of God guarding my heart and my mind and, and me wandering off outside that peace and ruining my day. Every day, I'm just going to do my best to put his word into practice. Not perfectly, mind you, just my best. And I'm going to rest my mind in his goodness and in his word. And little by little, joy and peace are going to come no matter what is going on in my life. 
The Apostle Paul learned this through a lifetime of sorrows and trials and discovering the joy of the Lord in the midst of all of those. Listen to how he puts it in a nutshell. Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord, that at last you've renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you've been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, because you know something? I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who strengthens me. See, Paul is saying here that my joy does not depend on my circumstances because I've discovered when I take my needs and my fears and my hurts to God and I thank him and I pray and I just put them at the feet of the cross, the Holy Spirit comes along and puts a joy in my heart that I just don't understand how it's there. It defies comprehension, but God does that and he guards my heart and he guards my mind so that the attacks don't come. Listen to me. There's only one place to get the joy of the Lord and it's from him. It's not from a friend. It's not from something we buy. It's not from how we work. It's just knowing him and being with him and listening to him and letting him do his stuff. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. Before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This Christianity Works program is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to enter into the joy of the Lord. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. See, each dollar that you give towards the Ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach over 2,500 people with the gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 85,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely, online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, please don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet I mentioned earlier. It's called How to Enjoy Your Life. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.